your ears music showcasing under the radar music Yes, everybody, welcome back to the show and welcome back to the King of Bolton because we have got Roy from the Shed Project. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. How are you, pal? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Well, we don't usually do this, but I'm going to date stamp this because it's Friday night, five o'clock, so the drinks are flowing somewhere. Uh, just not here, unfortunately. <laughs> but <laughs> um, we're one week away from... Our fear is their power. Uh, it's going to drop in a week, and you guys are deep in the studio now. I know that you're really sort of deep in the work of the follow-up for the second Shed Project album. And, uh, yeah, I just want you to uh, tell us a little bit about where you're up to with it all. Um, I was in last night, actually. Um, we, I, every tune's down now. There's 10 tunes on it. Um there's just, uh, it's just a matter of just the finishing touches, really. There's a, a song called Ghost Town, uh, what's just been finished really now. Uh, that's all been arranged and ready for finishing. Um, I went in last night and did a song, there's a song called Lower Than a Snake. That's finished now. Uh, finished that last night. Uh, just one more to finish called Naughty. Um, because we want it like a bit of a Paul Oakenfold dance remix type thing like the mondays um it's got that vibe um real dance vibe to it so that's just the one what there's no stumbling blocks on it but it's just managing where everything goes you know what i mean without it sounding too mondays if you know what i mean we still want it to be the shed project but it's gonna be it's, it's gonna have a dance twist to it anyway let's just say that i can't wait so yeah it's, it's, recording's recording's gone brilliant and like I say, the first Shed Project album was recorded here, there and everywhere. And then we, we you know what I mean, and, and got it together and, and got it out. Yeah, that was just, just to get it out. But this is going to be like the Shed Project album. This is going to be definitive, really. You know what I mean? And we've already started writing the third album. So we're in it for the long haul. Wow, mate. Wow. That is impressive. So when you're talking there about like... Um... Monday's vibe or Paul Oakenfield vibe. Have you worked out exactly how that's going to take shape yet, or are you getting someone in to uh, to help you with that? No, so it's all there. Everything's down. The, the guitars are down. It's just the the the, the 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 thing. What we're on about is a drum beat. Do we go for real dance drum beat, or do we do we go for balearic drum like drums and stuff like that? It's just working out that. But the song's down. The the full song's down. It's just arranging these drum beats now. But as soon as them are done, they should be done next week. So I, I reckon by mid next month, the album will be complete then. So it's exciting. Wow. Uh, and then hopefully by the end of next month, we'll get the pre-orders in for vinyl, CDs and stuff like that. So yeah, buzzing. Nice one. Absolutely. So when can uh, fans expect it then? So the pre-order oh, might well, be look- four or six weeks away, but when are you looking to release it? We're looking to release in October. Um but I don't want to clash with the heaven off, you know. So um, if they release mid-October, we'll release late October. If it goes into November, there's no no problem there, you know. What I mean, we want to get this one right as well. We want we want the the album the, the the physical to be on the same day as digital, and just do things properly this time instead of 
uh, like hillbillies last time, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I, w- I didn't say you were hillbillies last time, mate. Definitely not. Yeah, but you know the score, like like <laughs> with DIY, you know what I mean? But this time, we, everything's been notched up tenfold, you know what I mean? Production, songwriting, the tunes, everything's tenfold and uh, it's really, really exciting. Well, I think that statement there, I think that's backed up when we're going to play Our Fear Is Air Power uh, in a little minute. And yeah, what you've just said there is just that, like everything has been notched up to 10. And, but before we slip into that tune, right, I just want to get your thoughts because we date stamped this interview before it's taking place uh, one week before Our Fear Is Air Power is released. And also there's been some incredibly sad news today uh, with the passing of Andy Roth from the Smiths and... I know he's like a massive inspiration to so many and um, obviously like such a, a huge band as well, the Smiths, um, especially in, in this region. But I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, man. I think the Smiths are an influence off every band since 86, you know what I mean? And uh, I was fortunate to meet him as well, Andy Broke, on a couple of occasions. I met him at Johnny Myers' house one time. I remember him walking wow. in. Johnny's, Johnny's manager and it's just like hey this is Andy and just just decent guy you know what I mean cool cool dude and uh, I think I met him at the Ian, Ian Brown gig in Manchester I think it was a cancer gig or something like that but he did a bit of a tour with Ian Brown as well he, he played bass for him for a few times so I, I had met him on them occasions as well uh, just a sweet genuine nice guy um, so yeah but the Smiths you know what I mean a massive influence on us as you can hear in, in some of our tunes and a massive influence all over the world to many and many people. So yeah, God, God bless him. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, they just seeing the tributes pouring today uh, shows you the mark of the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great player as well. Great player. Yeah. Very underrated as well. Really, when you yeah. like you know, rightly so. Morrissey, Johnny Marley, they take all the plaudits in this person. Then like you know, Andy Rourke and. Uh, and uh, Mikey Joyce, obviously, sort of more in the background, but what a band. Yeah, well, I think your rhythm sections, uh, they, they, they're overlooked in a, in a lot of bands, aren't they? You know what I mean? And, and they're your main, without your bass and your drums, you know what I mean? Uh, when I'm singing, I listen to the bass and the drums. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're a massive part of the band. But a lot of the time, I'm overlooked. Absolutely, just like anchoring, anchoring, you know, like you just the steady hands on the ship. Yes. <laughs> it's the timing, yeah. It's all about the drums. So yeah, God bless him, man. Letting you, uh, letting you front and be the flare players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, mate, we're gonna we're gonna listen to the latest single now, and like you've just said, there everything's going up tenfold, and. I mean, when you first started teasing this, um, I know exactly, because we're probably about five miles away from each other, and I know exactly what you mean on the motorway there where this is, um, the, the message is it's just there, isn't it? On a yeah, yeah, yeah. little under, underpass, you know. Um, and it's, it's such an anti-establishment song. Um, I've heard in certain quarters this week, um, I think it was Moby's review, he said uh, a rebel song. And, uh, you know, that when we're talking about uh, bases, oh, that bass line there um, and the, the spoken word, it's so powerful. Um, I just want you to tell me about yeah. how the ideas formed and came together. 
Well, like you said, I, I, on the M61 there, going out, going to out of Bolton, the, the, it was there. I fear is there power. And I thought that is a powerful message, you know what I mean? And especially what's gone in in the last three and a half years and and what have you, you know what I mean? And I went in, I went into the studio and I said, I fear is there power, and, and they all looked at me and said, we've all seen it, you know what I mean? And yeah. Tim said, write write a song, write a song about it. So within an hour, boom, we had the lyrics, and then we went in. Did it, and I thought, you know what, this is this is massive. So we got it down straight away, and we decided to call the album that as well. I feel is a power because of the message, the powerful message, and I, I, I you can tell in my lyrics how powerful it means. You know what I mean? Um, the, we're all just being led astray, right? well, just told a lie, basically. You know what I mean? That's in my opinion, but it people is, have other opinions. Like for me, so, this is probably the finest thing you've ever written in terms of because it's so powerful and it's so it's so current it, it's you know like it describes what's happened obviously over the last couple of years but it's so it just stays with you as soon as you hear this tune it just stays with you i think that's uh, yeah well i think the boris bit in the middle is genius as well i think i think <laughs> It's just like when I when it, I knew what I wanted, and I put it to Danny, our producer, and he, he just went here watch this. And within fifteen minutes, we had that little bit all in the middle, and and that was it. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's with the drums, we're making a statement. The bass, you know, uh, it, it's just a, like I say, it's, we're going up tenfold now. And we mean business. You know what I mean? People who don't take us seriously might start taking us seriously after they've heard this. You know what I mean? The, these radio presenters and stations and stuff like that. Well, we're going to spin it now, and Roy, it's over to you to introduce it, mate. Uh, this is the new one from the Shed Project out on the 26th, and it's Our Fear Is Their Power. Enjoy. Yeah. 
You must stay at home because the critical thing you must do to stop the disease spreading between households. If you don't follow the rules, the police will have the power to Control your mind, do it every time. 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 This is In Your Ears Music. Well then, so if that lays the marker down for the rest of the album, then we are in for a treat. And, uh, well, you've already touched on a couple of the songs then, so uh, the Paul Oakenfield, and of course we've already heard If You Know You Know. Um, But what else can people expect from this album then um, in terms of the direction that it's going to take? Just every tune's different. Um... If it starts with If You Know You Know, which is a massive tune, but we've got a little surprise coming in before that as well. Uh, goes into Easy, which is another big tune as well. That, that's a pretty big tune, got a massive riff. Uh, Crowd Pleaser is probably a mix between Where Angels Play and Standing Here. Yeah. Um, so that rolls his influence. Um, and then Weekend Millionaire, really 60s tune really 60s vibe about it mod tune uh excuses acoustic tune really tough lyrics as usual um then obviously our fear is the power um ghost town is a is a tune about obviously bolt like my hometown bolton being left behind really they spend all these monies on these city centers and stuff like that but leave the little towns behind you know what i mean and they're turning into ghost towns so that's that tune. Um, and then we've got the Naughty, which is like the Monday's Oakenfield vibe. Uh, and then finishes with one called I've Got the Blues, which you've heard. You've heard the demo of it, the piano I to have. do. I have. Uh, really. I think that's the best thing I've ever written, personally. Honestly, like that is so special. Like that floored me when I heard it. And I mean, obviously, like the guys. Um, and you, you know you're going to drop it uh, later in the year, of course. But honestly, it's just it's stunning. It floors you. Well, it's tenfold since you heard it. Now uh, we're going to get, to get a, a woman vocalist on it and stuff like that. Oh, you're teasing um, us now, Roy, mate. You're teasing us. Yeah, man. I really yeah. cannot well, wait to I hear first, that. When I first heard it, when it was just the piano, I, I just said to them, like, I said, this is the best thing I've ever written. 
and they've just left me to it on that one because I know I knew straight away as soon as I wrote it, I knew exactly how it went in my head and stuff like that. So they've just left me to that. Um, but yeah, it's special that tune. And you were saying before, like with our theories, our power, and I couldn't believe it when you actually said that. You got the lyrics down in an hour, and is that like the kind of process that you go through? So like when you say the band there have they've left you alone on this one, like do you do you get the lyrics down pretty quickly, or do you develop a song over? A period of time. No, I'll just I'll I'll be driving. I'll get something in my head. Um, I'll get something will trigger me, and then within five minutes I can write. I can get the base of a song down, and then say I've got. I, I can write lyrics with just a tempo or, or just a, a thing in my head, um, and I'll hum it, and then yeah. I'll hum the lyrics, and then when I go in with these lyrics, I'll hum it to to them lot, and they'll just instantly start playing it. It's a bit mad. And then other times they'll start playing a riff and, and start playing, and then I'll start writing music to it. So pretty natural, really, because I've got that experience in my life of, of going through things, and it's pretty easy to write about now, you know what I mean? I probably I couldn't write wrote about it 30 years ago, you know what I mean, because I've not experienced it. But and, and that's a valid point, because sometimes you need that life experience, don't you? And that's, you know, in anything. But, of course, like in terms of your songwriting, I, I find that just... Not that right songs, unfortunately, for me, but um, yeah. everything like the life experience that shapes you, just I, I think that's crucial. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, I've got a lot to say, you know what I mean? And it just flows. And uh, luckily, like I say, we've, we've got this album and then we're five deep into the next album. And the ideas we've got, and the see, Shane's got songs, what he's wrote. Uh, and, and Tim has as well, so it's, it's coming from all angles now, you know what I mean? So, so any happy. of them tunes make it onto this album, or are they more towards album three? They're more towards album three or an EP, oh, nice. they're already done. There's one called Days, which is going to be massive live. We've started playing that, rehearsing it. Um, I've had that song for a long time, Days. Um, really good tune. Uh, Shane's got one called Fallout, a bit of a stereophonics vibe to it. bit different. Shane sings it as well. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he's a, he can drum and sing at the same time. He's had that for years. Um, but yeah, there's laws, man. There's laws. There's one called a love book as well, which sounds a bit like Sonic. Um, so yeah, there's, there's there's a good five or six what we've, we've already been rehearsing. So um, yeah, no shortage of ideas and tunes. No shortage at all. I've got one. I've got I've, I've got one. We've done one called Selfie Queen. Um, it's about all these influencers and all that. But when Ollie, when, when Ollie heard it, he was a bit disgusted by me lyrics. And stuff. We've had to hold that one back. Like he's only a kid, isn't he? You know what I mean? So, so why, was Ollie, why was Ollie disgusted? I saw, I saw what you said about Ollie with his Ollie fans instead of only. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a bit, he's only a kid, isn't he? You know what I mean? But, uh, another one called Better Days I've written as well, and that that's a bit like our theories of power. That's a powerful statement. So yeah, there's, there's plenty going on, plenty going on. So the creative juices are flowing in Shed Towers. Yeah, definitely, hundred uh, percent. And have we established that Ollie is the Shed Project's influencer? He's <laughs> an influencer on a Saturday night in Darwin, I've heard. Anyway, you know, in, what I mean? in Darwin, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's from. You know, where? Oh, right, okay. He's from Darwin, so yeah. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah, he's a great lad, and he's a, he's a top guitarist as well. But we're doing a video as well for our fear. Uh, 
our manager Malk, he works at a place called Sitcom Soldiers in Bolton, and they do they do videos for Johnny Mary and Brown, uh, all the top people. So we've roped in a favour for this one. So the video is going to be just as good as the song as well. Um, we're shooting that in two weeks' time. So oh, nice. it's, that's going to be really special. It's going to be good to be in the atmosphere. We had a photo shoot last week, a proper professional one, and it was good to like be in that environment, you know what I mean? And instead of doing it all DIY, it was good to step up in, in that game as well. So, yeah, it's, it's been a buzz. Good stuff, man. And I saw the, I saw, well, I saw the picture that you put on, on Twitter from from there as well and it looks like you look like um, you look like the men in black like just arriving it was like yes <laughs> like, res- like reservoir dogs <laughs> yeah man yeah, yeah but yeah it's good to 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 start stepping up now you know what I mean like I say we'd We've been ignored off of certain radio DJs um on certain stations and people like introducing and, and th- you, you, you see these people getting played on these stations and we're always left out. And I'm thinking, you know what I mean? Is it an age thing? Is it this? Is it that? You know what I mean? Because we're good enough. We're good enough live. And it, it's just so frustrating, you know what I mean? So if you they see. ignore this one, mate, I'm, I'm, you know, it's just it just proves, you know what I mean? Um, Certainly are good enough, mate. And we need to keep banging the drum because... The first album was amazing from what we've heard so far for the second album and from what you're telling us as well. I like you say it's just, you know, it's gonna be a different level and uh, you know, it's we've got to keep banging that drum loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For everybody, you know what I mean? Because I was buzzing that they're having half got on Kendall Carlin, you know what I mean? And 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 they they're they're doing well, they're getting they're getting the recognition now what they deserve, you know what I mean? And yeah, definitely. Bands like them, bands like the Skylights, they should be headlining these festivals and, and not not the same old five, six, seven bands, predictable bands every time you look at it like on the unsigned stages, it's the same seven or eight bands, man. And yeah. let's start breaking this mold. Let, let let's let's start getting in, you know what I mean? Because we're good enough, you know what I mean. So yeah, I was buzzing when I've seen that the heaven off this week because a great set of lads. Great yeah, 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 no top lads, and um, I've just spoke to one of my mates who uh, doesn't have his eye as much on the independent scene, but he's going to Kendall Carlin, and I was telling him that he needs to check out heaven off when he's up there. Yeah, man, I I hope they smash it. You know what I mean? I do, yeah, no, I'm, and I'm sure they will do. I so, had an argument. I had an argument with a band the other week. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Tim Burgess put the. Uh, put them on Kendall Carlin because the, he did, did a bit of driving for the, his manager or something and he gave him a CD. They not, not released anything and he put them straight on Kendall Carlin. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what does that say to the young kids who are grafting up and down the country? You know what I mean? Do we all stand outside Tim Burgess's house with a CD? You know, what What does that say to these kids who are grafting? Yeah, no, I know what you mean, mate. Well, I mean, it's wrong. Yeah. Drop him, uh, drop him the Shed Project one shot, one goal. He will soon get you on. Somebody else in his dream. Yeah, man. Look, yeah, you got to keep fighting against this industry, you know what I mean? Because it's tough. Of course you have, yeah. absolutely. No, it's, um, and, you know, there are people out there listening and just keep banging that drum, mate. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So you're um, your super Lily Whites there playing tonight uh, and they're hoping to get promoted in the playoffs. And I was having to think about this um, because last night, I mean, we'll, we've watched Sheffield Wednesday did. Um, oh, yeah, my mate played in that. My mate, Ollie Norburn, plays for uh, Peterborough. 
Oh, what? Um, no. Yeah, he, he, in the... God, I couldn't believe that last night. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? You know, absolutely. You you won't see that again. Like four 0 down. Right. Again, it's like, oh. but I wanted to know. So I was thinking about Bolton, um, and obviously, I I mean the one the one the uh, Johnson's paint was it the, the yeah Johnson's yeah the, the pizza cup wasn't it the uh, pizza cup yeah yeah you were down there weren't you you were yeah I was buzzing yeah I was down there yeah good stuff man so I wanted to know right if you could pick two strikers from let's say like from the last 30 years so I've done it as well um, from any Bolton side of the last 30 years two strikers who would be your pick for you, me it's got to be it's got to be Andy Walk and John McGinley for me that's my era you know what I mean Bernard yeah. Park I just love them days um, just class together great combination you know what I mean so yeah Walker and McGinley two of my heroes man well two great strikers and I've I've got one of them and then I've borrowed one from the Allardyce era. So I've gone um John McGinley and Nicholas Anelka. Uh, that that that's what I first thought, but yeah. I've I've gone for my heart with, with Andy Walker, you know what I mean? So but yeah, man, we've we've had, we've been lucky enough to see them great players like, you know what I mean, under Allardyce and stuff like that. But the Bruce Wiak era were my proper era going, you know what I mean? Um yeah. Burden Park, so I remember that. Um, did, was the um, was one stand like Morrison's? <laughs> it was a normid, yeah. We, we were skinned. I think it was about eighty nine. We was we was peppered, and uh, this. The, the, I remember them doing uh, save our wonders and all that, and with the, with the little things, the, and people donating money and that. And then next minute, we had a supermarket in our way. And but I remember <laughs> that. I remember the embankment. Uh, my first game was eight, in what I remember on my own was 1986 against Bury Boxing Day. Um, yeah, that was a bit tasty, wasn't it? We lost 3 uh, <laughs> 0. The embankment was there then. It was massive. It was huge. But I used to go in the Bernard Terrace and I used to do my milk round and, and what have you. And it was £1.20 on the door. Uh, so I used to get my fiver from my milk round, go out a good. Bernard Terrace and then shoot into town, go to McDonald's and what have you. Still have change, you know what I mean? So I, was but, yeah, gonna, I was just going to say that, still have some change left over. <laughs> yeah, £1.20 it were when I first started going Bolton. Bernard Park, madness. Wow. <laughs> Champagne, that's showing me age, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could get into a football match now for £1.20. <laughs> well, yeah, unless you sneak in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to continue a little bit on the football theme and it's something that you put on Twitter this week and I didn't realise this I love the song we're going to play the song um, but it's um, so was it co-wrote I'll tell you which one it is by the way right so it's um, if you're getting busy you're getting, getting busy yeah. yeah and then you were sort of saying it was it was co-wrote with was it David Flitcroft or Gary yeah David Flitcroft yeah well I, I, I've worked for the family for 20 years I've I work for Gaz currently. He does houses, properties, and I've, I've been his painter for 20 years. Been Dave's painter for 20 years. And, um, yeah, he, he, Dave's uh, dad died uh, about 10 years ago, just before my mum died. Just uh, Yeah, just before my mum died. And right. when I started writing the songs and that, he sent me this poem, if you're getting busy, you're getting better. And uh, he said, can you make it into a song? So he sent me this poem, and within... A day, me and John went in the shed when we first started writing, and I wrote this. I wrote this song and sent it him. Uh, but that's his coping mechanism with his dad. If we, by getting busy, yeah. if, if he's constantly busy in his life, he feels like he's getting better. 
uh, which is a good ethos, you know what I mean? I, I do that, you know what I mean? I, I, when we work with the music, with other things, just keep your mind occupied and busy. So yeah, it sent me, it sent me that. Me and John did a demo, and then eventually we recorded it and and give it to Wise Up again. You know what I mean? Like we did with Bedtime, um, just to create awareness for them and, and give them a bit of dough as well. You know. So yeah, just keeping that link with Wise Up as well because it's a great organisation. And I hope that you did uh, raise a lot of awareness and like that that message. It's it's both potent and poignant at the same time and it like if you're getting busy you're getting better and i was discussing it when you released the song i was discussing it um with a couple of mates and it's so it's such an important message really you know for people who are struggling and um i think that like you just made it into this beautifully powerful poignant song um and what well, it's all about the lyrics again you know yeah. what i mean I'm, my lyrics i don't hold back on my lyrics you know what i mean and uh like we were saying with bedtime we did it with bedtime you know um we give that to wise up and people rang up on the back of it and got in touch with wise up so if, if we could do that and and create awareness in our in our music and and, and help people let's do it you know what i mean so yeah absolutely go. yeah and of course, and like, you know, spreading their message. And I just got one question on the song because it's so beautiful, really. Does it make the album? No. No. Right. What are you doing to us? No. no. Uh, we just we just wanted it to be a standout a alone track for, for, for Wise Up, you know what I mean? And it did, it did come into consideration. Um, but I just thought it wouldn't fit on the album with the current rate of how things going in the subjects on the album i just because it's pretty full on this it's pretty pretty full on this album um so yeah i don't i don't think it would have fit but um you never know might have a look at it again but yeah i, I just wanted it to stand out for wise up basically to, for the message well it certainly does that and if this is a standalone single it's so powerful and we're going to play it now and right it's over to you to introduce it uh, yeah, this is if you're getting busy, you're getting better. Co-written by Mr. David Flitcroft, ex-Rochdale, Bury, and whoever manager. So yeah, nice one, Dave. Thank you. It never goes away. The pain just stays the same. I'm thinking every day The words I'm trying to say Gotta have a plan There's no looking back Gotta keep it moving Keeping on the tracks Lonely days are come and go Think I don't feel low Lonely days are come and go Think I don't feel low if you get it busy, get it better, there is no turning back. If you get it busy, get it better, you're filling all the cracks. If you get it busy, get it better, there is no turning back. If you get it busy, get it better, you're filling all the cracks. Whatever. 
If you get it busy, get it better The rest don't turn it back If you get it busy, get it better You're filling all the cracks If you get it busy, get it better The rest don't turn it back If you get it busy, get it better You're filling all the Me and Roy, as we, I think I mentioned it before at the top of the show, we're probably about five miles down the road, right? And we've got very similar accents, but some of our terminology is very similar and some of it is like, goes out the window. Because I want to know what people in Bolton do. They order, so I would say, a chip or a bacon butter. What do you order, mate? Chip balm. <laughs> chip balm. Wow. Chip balm. Um, and then I think it deviates again if you go into Blackburn or if you go into Wigan. <laughs> you go on to Baps and Cobbs and Rolls all there, don't they? <laughs> yeah, every, always a bar, mate. Chip bam. And and a bacon? Bacon bam. <laughs> bacon bam. Wow. That, that blows my mind that every time because for me, it's a butter. <laughs> bacon, sausage and egg bam. Uh, bacon, sausage and egg. That's your uh, That's your breakfast order, is it? Every day that, mate. Yeah, that's when I'm <laughs> 16 and a half stone, mate. You know what I mean? You've got to build the power up for them uh, for them big vocals, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you have red or brown sauce on it? Oh, brown oh, sauce. Brown sauce. HP. Salt pepper. <laughs> the, the works, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, um, then from the new album... We've heard the barnstorming, if you know, you know, which did you say before that that is going to be the album opener, by the way? We've always said that. Yeah, because that kicks the doors off, doesn't it? As soon as, as, soon as we, 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 we did it, we said that's going to be the opener on the second album. We started opening gigs with it now as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we've got a little twist to it as well, um, which we, we've started for the start of the album, oh, which yeah. really, really works. It's brilliant, really good. Oh, Plus, it's been remastered and remixed, and so yeah, man. I can't wait for that one to be revealed. So we've got, if you know, you know, we've got our theories there. Power. How many singles do you expect to get out before the album's out? 
we'll just do we're just going to do one more single and that that'll probably be either ghost town or i've got the blues um more than likely it'll be i've got the blues wow uh, yes yes because <laughs> i think it'll just resonate with everybody and it'll just show it just shows off how far we've come as well with just just musically lyrically and everything um plus like i said people have heard it there's a pretty well-known musician who's heard it and just messaged me and said this is an absolute masterpiece um so yeah i think that's going to be next i think that'll probably be august something like that august september and then just before the album and like you say if you release that song before the album it deserves that standalone rather than sort of like once the album's out in ether and everyone hearing it yeah it needs to be as well but it needs to be a standalone moment doesn't it yeah it needs to be on its own that tune because it's Like I say, it's probably the best thing I've ever written. Definitely. uh, I'm looking forward to it when you release that. And uh, I just want to know then, so you're deep into the second album now. It's almost out. Um, And like you said before, life experiences, you've been around the block a little bit in your life. And have you got any experience for anyone listening to this show tonight who might be thinking, right, I want to pick up a microphone or a guitar for the first time? Just do it, you know. I mean, I, I thought about it. I've been f- thinking about it since we're thirteen, and started writing music when I was 40, 42, 40, 42, Yeah, I'm forty six, nearly forty seven now. So the, the whole ethos, ethos of the Shed project was, if I can do it, you can do it. You know, what I mean, I'm not a musician. Play a little bit of bass, and and that's it. You know what I mean? And just a bunch of lads who, who love it and enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, do it. If it's same shit, release it. You know what I mean? L- listen to Living when we first released that. The production on it's terrible, but we had a groove and we had a tune and we got it out and people liked it. And we just built, we built and built and built off the back of that. And we every tune just got better and better with production levels, uh, arrangement levels, things like that. So if, you, if you've got a passion, just follow it and do it. Uh, it's it's easy, it's easy. I'm buzzing off these kids. Look at Marseille, man. 17, 18 year old kids writing tunes like Storm Roses. And they're absolutely smashing it, it's, aren't they? And they're smashing it. And it's, it's, it, the, the, the inspiration I get from them kids, you know what I mean? Doing that is amazing. It's just so much talent about. Uh, I'll tell you, mint that Laurie Wright as well. He supported us in uh, London. London won it, the water raps, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a big game. He, he, he's just a talent, man. Confident, real talented bloke. Um, but there's loads of them about, isn't there? Loads of great bands and that. And they need to get out there and think about, yeah, my advice is if you enjoy it, do it. You know what I mean? Bugger them. Bugger them. <laughs> <laughs> Roy says bugger them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> do it. So talking about like emerging talent and like you know like maybe like the new music scene, have you got anyone that you would like to duet with from the new music scene? I know this could be diversive, but like you've just been bigging up Marseille there or, or whatever it, yeah, you know, whatever it might there's, be. There's a lot of female singers in there, like Ruby yeah. Joe and, and Jen Dixon, talent, uh, even Laura Jane and stuff like that. So yeah. plenty of female singers out there. I'd, I'd I'd love to work with. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, I'd like to see that collaboration. I mean, like you yeah. before, uh, you're going to get a female singer in for the, for the, I've got the blues, but I think that could really work with your voice, like um, yeah, 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 with a female singer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's that much talent out there. I'd be up for working with anyone, you know what I mean? But yeah, on the film, at female front, it's buzzing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Talent. And I'm looking forward to your answer to this one because. Like we've uh, we've said, like you know, you're you're Bolton, I'm near Berry, and um, I want you to tell us what coming from Bolton means to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is your time to show Bolton some love, right? I know you've wrote about it a little bit. In my well, I wrote I wrote a chingo ghost time, but I'm really slams <laughs> Bolton off. But it's not our fault; it's the politicians' fault. You know what I mean? What and the councillors? What have turned this? Turn into a right shit all, but yeah, I'm proud. Every I think everyone should be proud of where they're from. You know what I mean? Um, grew up Kansas State and and still see all my mates and and stuff like. That. Still go out in Bolton and and I'll always be here. You know what I mean? And um, it's it's just your town, in it. You know, and yeah, man. It's, it's a shit all, but it's our town. Let's just say that. That's it. It's our town. So, what's the best bar in Bolton? None of them. <laughs> um, I don't know, mate. I'm I'm into going. I'm into the old school boozes, me. The, the, the best place, and so I know you drink a John Smiths because I've had a John Smiths with definitely, you. Definitely, definitely, maybe John, John Smiths. Definitely, our uh, best place for John Smiths probably Balmoral in town. It's the right shit all. But uh, <laughs> there's two kids from Bolton who, who've the, the the Blind Tiger in Bolton. Uh, used to be the like the main indie bar in Bolton. Yeah, I remember but it's, that, been yeah. it's been took over now by the guys that definitely maybe. Uh we played a gig there in, in December, uh yeah. and they're smashing it. They're smashing it. I watched Jace Campbell there the other week. They've they get they get like the tribute acts on, but they've started getting proper bands on. I watched Jade Assembly there at Christmas as well and, and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely maybe it's it's a really good place, you I know think, what I mean? Uh, and I think Andrew Cushing played there as well last year, didn't he? You think so, yeah. Yeah, he did downstairs yeah. in the old yeah. place, yeah. And they've had the lottery winners. The lottery winners, so, I mean, they uh, number one artists, weren't they, like, two weeks ago uh, in the UK? Can you hear me? Yeah, go, good, mate. Yeah, just cut out a little bit then, but... Right, and then it got, must yeah. be me. I've not paid my bill. <laughs> Roy's got to go and put some money in the meter, so... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, mate... Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure speaking to you, mate. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how everything develops over the next couple of months when um, I've got the blues is released and when the album's released. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it all unfold, man. Yeah, man. Like I said, a few things coming up as well. Right to Rome in Bolton. Uh, the sessions for you lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bolt Food Fest. I think we're boots on. Made in Manchester. We've got a few things coming up. So after after the uh, shit show this year with a certain promoter, um, we're yes. just getting back on track now. You know what I mean? So good stuff. So, I saw also uh, you've, you've said uh, Glasgow is going to be announced soon. Yeah, when socials. Nice. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's all side. So yeah, we're getting back on it now. Um, but uh, yeah, after the disappointment of, of, of the tour being cancelled and stuff like that, it would just give us time to sit back and get this album done and 
and just regroup really and it's it's brought us back bigger and stronger and the tunes will, will say that anyway you know what i mean so yeah man good stuff so mate it's over to you to take over the reins because you're going to play us out tonight with one of your picks so roy over to you man hit that jukebox i'll have a day in a dam please and i'll dedicate it to my mate rex uh who passed away so it's probably one of my favourite lyrically tunes, you know what I mean? And I can place where I were in, in them lyrics, if you know what I mean. So yeah, Dana Dan, please. Walking round Amsterdam with a smile upon my face I'll never get tired of this godforsaken place Red lights to my left side, blue lights to my right Whatever I choose, it's gonna be a good night Cause I'm strolling around Amsterdam Without a care in the world Cause I'm mooching around Amsterdam Is it a boy or a Down on death row to the bridges and canals. Take a trip down Rembrandt Square. Maybe soon I'll see you there. Shall I grab some Mexicanas? Score some purple haze. Amsterdam's so pretty when you're off your face. Cause I'm strolling around Amsterdam without a care in the world. Cause I'm Mooching round Amsterdam Is it a boy or a girl? Cause I'm mooching I'm buzzing I'm tripping I'm jeeping Do you wanna come inside? Do you wanna run and hide? Take your horse and you can ride Maybe you will meet your bride I'm strolling around Amsterdam Without a care in the world Cause I'm mooching around Amsterdam Is it a boy or a I can't get enough